0: Welcome to the BeyondTheBaselines.com podcast, coming to you from Bear Beach, Florida and Marion, Massachusetts. Hosted by Ed Chenefi, this is the podcast that researches and investigates the club management and facilities side of our business. Welcome to the the BeyondTheBaselines.com podcast. I'm Ed Shanafee. I'm your host. And each week, it is a pleasure to bring you the news and the views from the country club and private members club's industries. We hope you're doing well out there. And this week, I'm actually by myself. I wanted to bring you a uh, podcast titled The Five Mistakes a Search Committee Can Make. Over the past 24 months, through the pandemic, clubs have been realigning and reassigning staffing. And we've actually completed several searches for Directors of Tennis, Club Managers, and Directors of Fitness. What we wanted to discuss today is to go back and look at where the search committees across the nation may make mistakes. Firstly, it's not that often that a board has to go and create a search committee. Normally, GMs or Directors of Golf or Directors of Tennis or even Head Pros Their tenures are rather lengthy at country clubs. Maybe it's because boards don't move fast enough or clubs don't like change. Whatever the reason, search committees are not actually formed that often. And when they are, their lack of experience shows. It's not really their fault, but they just haven't been called upon that many times to create a search committee looking for a director of golf. If you think about it, the search committee is usually a subcommittee of tennis or golf committee or greens committee, or actually some board members who have been hand, handpicked by the president of the club to go out and find the best candidates for that GM role, that club director of golf role, or the director of fitness or tennis role. And when was the last time members of that search committee actually did this role? They may have done it. I mean, they're all great business people, normally. They may have run their own firms, their own businesses, their own entities, or they may run a great household. But all those experiences don't add up to what we need to see, which is a member of a search committee looking for a country club employee, country club staffer, an instructor, a general manager. That hasn't happened that often. And these people on these search committees, they're just not that experienced in that industry. It's not through a fault of their own. It's just that they're not that often called upon to complete this role. So the first mistake a search committee makes is really not their own fault, it's just that they lack the experience in the industry and in the retention and finding new staff within the club industry. I'd like to welcome our first sponsor here at BeyondTheBaselines.com podcast, and that's PlayByCourt, PlayByCourt.com. Choosing the right technology partner is not an easy task, however, staying with the same outdated provider can be a costly decision. And with today's fast-changing environment, while well, you need a partner that will help you adapt to the ever-growing needs of your members. At Play By Court, while well, they provide the best technology solution customized for your club. With their app, your members can easily manage their profile. They, they can book courts, programs, lessons. They can pay. I asked Andre, show me the payment solutions. It's fantastic. And your members can communicate directly with members and you, the staff. So please go have a look at playbycourt.com and see what really matters most to your members. Your club, your rules, your software. Playbycourt.com. The second mistake a search committee often makes, I find, and so do many of my colleagues who do executive searches, is that as you go into the club and you find out about the ethos of the club, many members will say to us, hey, we love our club we want it to be best in class like such and such other club. And what I find often is that search committee members, rather than looking at the resume of the candidate, they look at the past experience of that candidate looking just at the clubs they've served at. So for example, if you have A club that's a, say it's a B plus, A minus club on the, say, the Platinum Club of America's list and it's down at 300. If they see a club that's listed in the top 150, they're going to try to poach that candidate. Not that the candidate is that good or that the candidate has exemplified any of the requirements of the job, but the search committee members want to steal that candidate from that club. They want to poach that person. They want to bring that person over here. And hopefully that candidate will you know, bring some of those wonderful uh, qualities that are expected of that candidate at the other club to the new club. But that's not always the case. So number two, I feel that committees often overlook the candidate themselves. They look at where that candidate is presently working or has, has worked and wants to The committee wants to steal or poach that candidate for their own club, just to say, hey, we got so-and-so from such and such a club. Mistake number three, and it actually follows on from mistake number two. And that's something we hear all the time. Take, for example, this. Hey, you know, I know you're the executive search agent, but really, this woman was top 20 in the world in squash. She has to be good. She has to be the right candidate for our club, for our three squash courts, to bring in the people, to bring in the juniors, and really make it a great program. Why? That's my answer. Why? How has that candidate shown that? Just by being number 20 in the world? Now squash is a different kettle of fish, right? And I understand that. Squash is really, as it goes forward, maybe it'll change more and more, but really it's coming out of a private lesson uh, environment. And as clubs start to create more clinics and more group instruction, it will change. But let's take tennis, for example. Oh, this woman was number one in the world in doubles got to be great for our club. Right? Not necessarily. Why? That person who is maybe top ranked in the world in their uh, in their respective sport hasn't proven in any way that they can run a country club department. They haven't proven in any way that they can run a business that is based in hospitality. A very... Uh, Learned friend of mine once said, hey, Ed, somebody coming off the pro tour, well, for 20 years, if they were on that tour, everything's been about them. When they get to the club, it's not about them at all. It's about the members, and that's a massive change. And I agree. It's a very interesting viewpoint to take. So when someone says to me in a search committee meeting, hey, they were number 10 in the world, I go, and? because it really doesn't mean anything in comparison to trying to find the right candidate to deal with that job description you've just spent three weeks creating. I don't really look at national rankings or world rankings in golf, tennis, squash. I look at how their business acumen is. I look at whether they can create an excellent spreadsheet. I wonder if they can copy and paste in Microsoft Word or create a PowerPoint presentation for members. The fact that they were number 10 in the world, well, that'll be a nice uh, added characteristic as long as they can service members. So we come to the fourth mistake a search committee can make. And this goes for every committee I've actually worked with. Um, when you're going through the heat of the moment, and you're looking through the search, and you're, you know, as an executive search agent, you're looking through maybe 100 to 120 resumes trying to bring that pile down, um, and you go and then present to the search committee. We all, me too, me included, we all get sidetracked or we put blinders on, and we do think too much about the the sport that we're trying to hire for, or the club that we're trying to hire for. But what we need to remember, and we always need to realize and be cognizant of, is that somebody who's involved in hospitality is way ahead of somebody that's not. So if you have a candidate that has served at a hotel, or has served in a restaurant, or has provided service as a caddy master, they understand members' needs. They understand membership services. They understand how it is to be, offer a best-in-class program. And that candidate should be miles ahead of someone who hasn't demonstrated those abilities or who hasn't served in a role or has not served in a position that needs those requirements. We all forget that the country club industry, private members' clubs, tennis facilities, golf facilities, restaurants. We are really in the hospitality business and we forget that in the the depths of the search. Keep looking at how good is that candidate in dealing with clients. Maybe they were in financial services. How many clients did they have? How did they service them? Maybe they're trying to get over into the food and beverage business. Did they service their clients? That's the number one question we should be asking because we're all in the hospitality business. The final and last mistake a search committee makes is probably the most important and significant one that I've seen. And that is, is that it is a search committee, a group of individuals all looking to hire a final candidate. And through it, it's a bit like a jury. That committee should jostle, it should deliberate, it should debate the strengths and weaknesses of each and every candidate that's presented to the committee. And yet, what happens often is that one committee member will fall by the wayside, another committee member will not be as involved as they should be, and another committee, inv- uh, committee member will probably go away. And so you're left with maybe one or two voices who are debating. And then it becomes a one-way street. Everyone's relying on that committee member that's remaining, or worse even yet, just the chairman of the ten- of, of the search committee, or even worse, is the president of the club because that then doesn't become strength by numbers. It becomes one person's viewpoint. And that's an issue. And so all the negotiations, all of the discussions should involve the entire search committee. And that falls on the lap of the search committee chair or the executive search agent who remains the top of the communication tree. But the number of one biggest issue that I see with search committees is that it always falls by the wayside to one or two of those committee members. And therefore, sometimes the, the great, grand views of a committee are never known, are never heard, and never voiced. Again, you've been listening to the BeyondTheBaselines.com podcast. I'm Ed Shanafee. And I really just want to say thank you. Thank you to the listeners. You helped us make it through 2021. It's been a tough year, but here we are. We made it. And it's because of you. We have almost 10,000 of you for each episode. And I think we're probably the biggest podcast in the country club industry. Either way, I want to remind you that our offices will be closed between Christmas and New Year's, but we'll be ready, raring, ready to rock and roll into 2022 early on to help you, your club, or your facility in any way we can to make it best in class. Please give us a call anytime, 508-538-1288. But until then, thanks for listening. See you again soon.